Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you. Mega, mega, mega. 
Thank you for listening to the Rory Sauter Show. It's great to be back in the studio with you all. Um, and it's great. Oh, my God. So um, It feels so good to be back. I haven't been on air since Thursday, so it's been a while. At, you know, it's at least like it seems a while. It seems like it's been a while. Um, we just had the uh, – what a great song that just played, the opening, Rolling Stones. It's awesome. Um, God, 
happy Tuesday to everybody. I hope you all are having an amazing day. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope everything is going accordingly. Wherever you are, you know, I have listeners now um, all over the U.S. as well as international. So, um, you know, it's a, and, and thank you. You know, I say every, I say every episode, uh, thank you to my listeners, and I, and I have so much appreciation, you know, because it's the truth. I mean, you guys, you guys are great, and, you know, every episode now, it's, it's usually a few, we usually get a few hundred listeners. Uh, the last couple episodes have been a few hundred, so uh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I've only been doing this such a short time, and I'm already building a good, a good following, so, um, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome, um, and, and I want to mention, those few hundred listeners were live. That's not counting uh, people that listen to the show, you know, that afterwards uh, that didn't get a chance to catch it live. But we're just talking about a few hundred live. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I am so grateful. Thank you all. Thank you all. Um, and I'm getting a lot of nice messages on social media. I'm getting a lot of nice praise from people that enjoy my show. Um and it's just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God! But um, we have—I mean, it's been the whole weekend um, was filled with news, news, news. Um, you know, it's still the beginning of the week, and um, you know, massive um, piles of stories are are, are coming out. You know, it's all these different things at once. I mean, we got so many things going on, a lot of exciting things, a lot of things to be happy about, a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, Trump, I mean, Trump, every single day, he's fulfilling more and more on his promises. Every single day. I mean, he, had, he has not let us down at all. I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. It's miraculous, um, the achievements uh, that we've that this president um, has um, has had. I mean, it's it's on. It's amazing. I mean, our, our country um, is the most powerful it's ever been. I mean, we are unstoppable uh, at this point. Um, and, and I mean, we economically, military wise, you name it. I mean, we are the number one powerhouse right now. Um. Obviously, you guys know, big story today, um, a few things, actually. Trump, uh, President Trump fired uh, Rex Tillerson, um, got rid of him, uh, hired uh, Mike Pompeo uh, to fill that position, and Trump hired a female to now uh, run the CIA, uh, dire- uh, CIA director, uh, where Pompeo was previously. Um, but I do want to play the clip for all of you. This is Trump this morning before heading to California explaining to the media uh, the whole situation with Rex Tillerson and, you know, what's going on, uh, filling everybody in. Uh, one, two. Push us off this because you can try to intimidate the director. You better think again, Mr. President. You've the been fuck? around for 13 months. We've been around since 1908. I know how this game is going to be played. We're going to win. I'm sorry, Mr. Biden, but this is supposed to be a criminal investigation, not a game. Let's check out what's going on over at MSDTV. Maybe their contributors have a more calm and rational analysis about what's going on. Well, 
Last night, the vice president was on Sean Hannity talking about the recent conversation he had with Joy Behar. Take a look. You and I know that criticism comes with public life, but I, I felt it was important that I defend the faith of tens of millions of Americans. People need to start taking to the street. This is Hey, sorry guys. We were having um, so many different clips were playing at once. My apologies. Uh, the studio, there was there's different things playing at once. But what I want to play for you um, is what Trump said. The uh, this morning, like I was saying, explaining the Rex Tillerson uh, scenario, I got the totally wrong clip, and everything was fucked up. So sorry about that. Here it is. One, two. Keep it coming on. Now we have no sound. Worked with Mike Pompeo now for here we go. Quite here we some go. time. Tremendous energy, tremendous intellect. We're always on the same wavelength. Uh, the relationship has been very good, and uh, that's what I need as Secretary of State. I wish Rex Tillerson well. Gina, by the way, who I know very well, who I've worked very closely, will be the first woman director of the CIA. She's an outstanding person who also I have gotten to know very well. So I've gotten to know a lot of people very well over the last year. And I'm really at a point where we're getting very close to having the cabinet and other things that I want. But I think Mike Pompeo will be a truly great Secretary of State. I have total confidence in him. And as far as Rex Tillerson is concerned, I very much appreciate his commitment and his service, and I wish him well. He's a good man. Mr. President, Mr. President, what did you tell Rex? What did you say to Rex? Uh, Rex and I have been talking about this for a long time. Uh, we we got along actually quite well, but we disagreed on things. When you look at uh, the Iran deal, I think it's terrible. I guess he said it was okay. I wanted to either break it or do something, and he felt a little bit differently. So we were not really thinking the same. With Mike, Mike Pompeo, we have a, a very similar thought process. I think it's going to go very well. Rex is a very good man. I like Rex a lot. I really appreciate his commitment and his service. And I'll be speaking to Rex over a long period of time. I can't hear you. No, I really didn't discuss it very much with him, honestly. Uh, I made that decision by myself. Rex wasn't, as you know, in, our, in this country. Uh, I made the North Korea decision with consultation from many people, but I made that decision by myself. I actually got along well with Rex, but really it was a different mindset. It was a different thinking. What? Say it again. I respect his intellect. I respect the uh, process that we've all gone through together. 
Uh, we have a very good relationship for whatever reason, chemistry, whatever it is. Why do people get along? I've always, right from the beginning, from day one, I've gotten along well with Mike Pompeo. And frankly, I get along well with Rex, too. And, you know, I wish Rex a lot of good things. I think he's going to do, uh, I think he's going to be very happy. I think Rex will be much happier now. But I really appreciate his service. But with Mike, we've had a very good chemistry right from the beginning. Well, it sounds to me, uh, I'm speaking to Theresa May today, it sounds to me like it would be Russia based on all of the evidence they have. I don't know if they've come to a conclusion, but she's calling me today. As you know, now we're going to the wall. We're going out to the wall. We're going to be looking at the prototypes, which is very important for our country. But Theresa May is going to be speaking to me today. It sounds to me like they believe it was Russia, and I would certainly take that finding as fact. Mr. President, you believe there should be a response from the United States? You believe there should be a response from the United States? Yeah, as soon as we get the facts straight, and we're going to be speaking with the British today, we're speaking with Theresa May today, and as soon as we get the facts straight, if we agree with them, we will condemn Russia or whoever it may be. But I have not spoken to her. I'll speak to her sometime today. We're very happy with the decision by the House Intelligence Committee saying there was absolutely no collusion with respect to Russia. And uh, it was a very powerful decision, a very strong decision. Backed up, I understand they're going to be releasing hundreds of pages of proof and evidence. But we are very, very happy with that decision. It was a powerful decision that left no doubt. So I want to thank the House Intelligence Committee and all of the people that voted so far. Uh, I'm looking at Larry Kudlow very strongly. Uh, I've known him a long time. We don't agree on everything, but in this case, I think that's good. I want to have a divergent opinion. Uh, we agree on most. Uh, he now has come around to uh, believing in tariffs as also a negotiating point. You know, I'm renegotiating trade deals. And without tariffs, we wouldn't do nearly as well. But Larry has been a friend of mine for a long time. He backed me very early in the campaign. I think the earliest. I think he was one of my original backers. Uh, he's a very, very talented man, a good man. And I think Larry Kudlow has a good chance. I'm also speaking to many others, but I think Larry has a very good chance. Thank you all. I'll see you. I'll see you at the wall. I'll see you at the wall. Well, there you have it, everyone. He will see them all at the wall, which, uh, matter of fact, President Trump did visit the wall today uh, and saw some of the prototypes for what uh, could potentially be going up on the southern border, what it's, um, you know, he has a few to choose from, obviously, um, but we're going to get uh, into that segment later on in the show. I have a lot to talk about on that. Um, but Trump brought up a phenomenal um, – he brought up a point uh, of a, uh, in this last clip um, how they, you know, how the House um, intelligence, uh, you know, found no collusion, no collusion. And I want to play um, – I want to play this quick clip for everyone um, just basically of uh, the House 
clear. I mean, they clear. They cleared it. There's no. There's no evidence whatsoever of any sort of collusion with Trump and Russia. It's a complete lie by the Democrats. We knew all along it was a big fucking lie and a, and a, and a fantasy land, uh, you know, belief. So I want to play everybody this clip. Um, this is going to – of clearing – uh, President Trump, uh, what they came out with uh, the other day. Uh, one, three. The big piece of the puzzle that everybody has been talking about, which is one of the reasons why your investigation was struck in the first place, no collusion that you found. No evidence. No evidence no of evidence collusion, collusion between right. the Trump campaign and the Russians. Or, how, the, how, or the Clinton campaign. How confident are you of that? Well, we've got, uh, we've found none. That was Congressman Mike Conaway announcing the House Intelligence Committee's Russia investigation has ended. There are others. So there you have it. Do I have – who's on the line right now? Who just called in? It's Mike. Steve man. Emery, Roy. Roy, what's hey, going on? Hey, how you doing? Steve Emery. How you, do, how you doing, guys? Good to have you on. Um, as you know, you, you probably just heard that clip. Um, you guys have been listening to the show. I've been talking about a few things, obviously. Um, you know, the House intel closes their case, finds no evidence of collusion, as well as, you know, Trump got rid of Rex Tillerson this morning and uh, hires on Mike Pompeo, which I think is a great move. And then, a- as you know, the, there's a, a first-ever female director of the CIA hired by Trump. And it's pretty cool. Am I on? Hello? Yeah, you're on. Oh, all right. No, I wanted to say, if Obama appointed the first woman CIA director, the media would be going crazy. They they would be having breaking news till next month. But since Trump did yeah. it, they they go yeah. straight to attack mode because she waterboarded Islamic terrorists. She oversaw the waterboarding <laughs> of terrorists after nine eleven. I mean, you got to be kidding me. No, it's a, and that's a bunch of fucking. You're right. You're right. And that's the. That's the fucked up thing about the left is the fact that, you know, it, it's so – it's such a a, um, a double standard. I mean, you know, right. that they claim to be – they claim to be for, you know, female rights and empowering women and, and you know, all these – to, to compliment women in all these different ways and change women's lives. But last I checked, Kellyanne Conway was the first woman to successfully run a campaign – uh, run a successful presidential campaign. They never gave her credit for that. Just like they're doing with this, not giving the CIA director first female CIA director credit. They're not giving a lot. I mean, it's such bullshit. If, if you're a conservative woman, if you're a woman and a conservative, you, you don't get treated the same. It's such a bullshit double, double standard, and it's so disrespectful. Well, the, the thing is, this woman, the CIA director who Trump nominated, She's been in the CIA for like 30 years, and she's a patriot. Yeah. Like, if you read about yeah, her, I read, she's all, like about, really I read good. all about her. She's got a great resume. I mean, she's been in the business a long time. She knows what she's doing. She's very experienced. Um, I think she's going to bring great stuff to the table. I really do. I feel really, I exactly. feel really good about it. But the, this is what the left does. They have to go to attack mode because Trump nominated a woman. So now they're going to bring up waterboarding like it's torture. After 9-11, she oversaw waterboarding on certain, you know, Islamic savages. I'm sorry. 
yeah. where we used to pat them on the back and say, here, here. We should have actually tortured them to get whatever information we needed. What she did was good, and it was protecting America. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I 100% agree on that. Um, I want to um, – I do want to talk about this, but I do want to – I want to get everybody's insight. Um, obviously, now we know, like, my, my main story um, about that, the, the – um, and I'm going to come back to this, Mike, and I really want to talk a lot about this. But um, first, I want to really talk in depth about the House Intel closes their case, finds no evidence of collusion. The Democrats are still – um, you know, trying to act smug, you know, they're still calling bullshit. They're still uh, saying Russia, Russia, Russia. I mean, what what is it going to take, you know, for the media, the mainstream media, the liars, the manipulators, the, the cons, the brainwashers, what is it going to take for them to just drop it? There, there never has been any evidence of Russian collusion with Trump, and there never will be. It's, and the, the scary thing for me, I mean, you know, what I worry about is perhaps they may never drop the Russian narrative. I mean, I don't know if any of you saw um, there was Wolf Blitzer um, in, like, a wheelchair uh, as an old man, like, 20 years later or 30 years later. <laughs> we are still waiting for reports on Russia coming in, CNN News. Did you ever see that? <laughs> Did you ever see the one where there's a skeleton sitting on a bench and it says, still waiting for Russia collusion? <laughs> yeah, that was great, too. But, I mean, where do you, I mean, where do you draw the, I mean, where is it, the line drawn? Like, Well, hey, this is Steve from Arizona. Roy, how are you doing, man? You got me on your show. Did you hear me? Yeah, man, moder- the moderator for Bikers for Trump. How are you, buddy? Great to have you on. Good, buddy. Good to be on, brother. Hey, let's not fool anybody. What we're what we're talking about here, uh, the rush, the, the the dirty dossier, Obama, the Clinton, everything. This is a coup. It started as a coup. We're in the middle of a coup. And if this probe ends, that that's it. The the coup has ended. But let's call it for what it is. Okay, this is an attack, uh, an illegal one at that, on the Trump campaign. Uh, the Trump administration. Oh, yeah. Administration is under attack not only unethically but illegally. And that's what's going on. Everyone knows it. Part of the socialist agenda, part of the New World Order, NWO push uh, for global socialism. All the elite, all the globalists and establishment elites, there's so many involved on the GOP. And I mean, the left is completely sold out. I mean, the Democratic Party hasn't existed since JFK. Let's just get that straight. Uh, what exactly. We have now, exactly. What we have now is a progressive, a liberal Marxist uh, party that is 100% socialism, um, based in everything they do, everything they do on getting rid of Trump. And, and this was the end game. And for this probe to end, the coup would end. That's why, I mean, this is desperation mode. They can't have it end because then the truth really comes out. And then our intel committee... And all our, our, you know, great, great congressmen and uh, committee intel, uh, you know, who do we got? We got uh, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, uh, Devin Nunez. We got all these great people. Thank God, because Sessions isn't doing anything. And you know what? As far as Rex Tillerson, hey, see you later. You were against 
you were against the uh, Paris Accord. You were against uh, moving the embassy to Jerusalem and, and, and the capital as well. Uh, you were That's against right. everything. everything. Um, and you know what? Jeff Sessions, you're next. Jeff Sessions, you're next, pal. Yeah. Oh, he is. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Um, the collusion with Russia. The unfortunately, the leftist media will never ever give it up, and the Democrat Party will never give it up, no matter how. I mean, there's no evidence, but it doesn't matter because this is the only way they can portray to the American people that Donald Trump is not a duly elected president. It makes it seem like Trump is not really president. Unfortunately for them, they're living in a fantasy land, and sooner or later they're going to have to you know, recognize it because in the end, the American people aren't going to just allow them to keep I – mean, I mean these people are going to be talking about Trump-Russia collusion in, in 2020, and Trump's going to get reelected. And when, then what are they going to do? Are they still going to do it? I think so because it's the only way they can de- delegitimize President Trump. And for Rex Tillerson, he was against the Paris Accord. He was for the disastrous Obama-John Kerry-Iran deal. He was weak on North Korea, weak on Israel. He, want, he disagreed with moving the, um, the embassy to Jerusalem, making it the capital of Israel. And he was weak on the Palestinians and Hamas. So, I mean, Rex Tillerson, really, this is what Trump does as a businessman. He puts someone in there who he believes would be, you know, is aligned with his views and will do a good job. He gave him a shot and he blew it. So as a businessman, Trump replaced him. I mean, this is what happens. And the media, the liberal media just, oh, my God, the White House is in chaos. The Oval Office is in shambles. No, it's not. Trump is running this like a business and he shoots for perfection. That's what's going on. Exactly what's going on. And you know what? There is absolutely nothing wrong with with what Trump's mo- agenda is in terms of always having the right person working alongside him. You know, you, it's good that the media d- tries to make it, uh, it look like it's the end of the world when Trump changes up his his staff, um, but right. that's. Right. But it's actually a good thing. It's constructive because we all know that at certain times, you know, the, the, the certain people just have to go. That's just the way it is. It's just that they're good for a certain amount of time. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of the staff, people in the administration. You guys mind if I throw in a quick update in Pennsylvania real quick? We've got Lamb at 50%. We've got Saccone at 49.4%, 95% of the votes are in. That's your, that's your update in Pennsylvania shit. right now. I know. Oh, I'm yeah, I was gonna, on it. Yes, I was going to be talking about that tonight as well. We need to talk about that. What what did you just report, um, Steve? How many, how, reported, many percentage of the ba- how many percentage of the ballots are in right now? 95% of the ballots are in. Lamb is at 50%. Sacone is at 49.4%. It's not good. Oh my God! We, this is not good at all. Tell you I what, mean, this guy Connor uh, Lamb. The only reason it's this close is because he ran as a as Republican light. 
if 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 every Republican, every conservative was as in tuned into politics as we were, they wouldn't have fell for this lamb. This guy is a liberal and he's running in a in a Republican area and he's trying to make it seem like, no, I'm not like the rest of the Democrats. I'm not gonna vote for Nancy Pelosi. Unfortunately, not every conservative is as in tuned as politics as we are, and that is why these the, the Republican Party needs to wake up because when you fall asleep, this is what happens. This should be a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, um, can we please get another live up? Steve, I'm going to give another live update. I'm going to try and uh, – do you have one for us, Steve? Yeah, we're still at the same. 95% of the votes are in, 49.4% Chacone. And he's really improved. He's, he's tightening that gap, but he's still down 0.6%. So, I mean, 95% of the votes in, I mean, he could do this, but we're right there. at the, We're at the end, and uh, we'll just have to see what happens in the next hour. I think there's still it's 15 a- precincts left. And it's I don't know, I don't know which, which way the – I don't know which way the last precincts are, are leaning – so I don't got that information for you. And that last 5% of the votes coming in, I don't know what they're leaning. So I don't have that map with me right now. Right, right. I got Gianni, the New York Times map up right now. Gianni. Oh, hey, how, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Yeah, just uh, watching – you know, Fox and, you know, following the uh, the Pennsylvania, you know, race, kind of like on the side of my chair and everything, like wondering what's going to happen. I mean, it's yeah, close, so guys. Down, hey, it's, it's close. It's really close. Oh, coming down to the wire, guys. Coming down to the wire, man. It's I mean, like a thousand votes apart. Wire. Lamb, Lamb is okay, 0.6% well, up. Okay, Holy we will keep a close. We will cle- keep a close update on this. We have to. Um, how, does it does it say how close they are to deciding? I don't go that map up yet. It's going to be three hours before the full results uh, come in. Okay. That's what they said. I mean, online. But I, I don't know what's going on because Fox News, nothing is being called right now. It's still at 95%. Okay. Okay, so, guys, I want to – so, going going back to this, no evidence. They find no fucking evidence. There's no no evidence. And we we knew all along. And and, and the fact that, you know, I, I – we can find – we can say with relief, like, this, this is a – quote, this – Case is closed for sure. No, there's, I, I mean, they, you also got to real, you also got to realize that that's why all of a sudden we have this, uh, these accusations coming from this uh, porn star, you know, Plan B. Oh yes, so, Stormy, <laughs> Stormy, Stormy Plan B. <laughs> uh, Stormy Plan B because Russian collusion is going away. <laughs> So now, so now we have we have Mike Pompeo as the new head of the Secretary of State, which I like. I think it's a great move. I think Mike Pompeo is a sharp guy. 
And this new woman, the first woman of the, as a CIA director, and she has a long, like we talked about earlier, she has a long resume, a great experience. Uh, she's definitely going to do a great job. And let's also let's also look at the the fact that we've got this uh, bombshell report, this new breaking news about the meeting with uh, with Trump and, and North Korea, and this is perfect timing. Get Rex out of there. We've got this yep. such an important meeting with Trump to negotiate denuclearization of, of, of North Korea. This is the perfect time for Pompeo uh, yep. to get in there and, and really oversee this with Trump. Do you see what I mean? The timing's perfect. Absolutely. Well, and that's, Pompeo's on, that's what Trump does, man. Pompeo's on top of things. He's a sharp guy. He's, he's, a, he's, um, he's always – He's always had a strong resume, and, uh, you know, he's very um, confident about uh, Trump uh, and this North Korea uh, uh, deal. And I know he's been working uh, alongside closely with Trump, um, you know, on this North Korea uh, scenario. So um, this is going to be – this is, this is going to turn out to be something that is going to be very uh, beneficial and constructive for sure. Well, uh, I'll tell you this. It is absolutely historic. It's going to be historic. Kim Jong-un, no other president. You think Obama would have been able to get a meeting uh, with Kim Jong-un? The only reason that this guy is even deciding to meet with with President Trump is because it's the first time this guy has been the leader of North Korea, and he is truly afraid of President Trump's unpredictability right. remember remember right. during the campaign trump always said no i'm not going to give up my plans i'm not going to tell you what i'm going to do this is why right it's it shaking right. all of the enemies around and this is what a leader does no other president would have been able to secure a meeting with kim jong-un i mean this guy is a mass murder a psychopath of a rogue yep. regime he's a dictator yep. and he yep. is scared he's scared and that's the yep. bottom line and Trump deserves enormous credit. Well, I think you got to go back. I think you got to go. I think you got to go back to the Bush administration and his relationship. I mean, even way back in the the JFK days when Bush Senior was, uh, you know, uh, with the CIA. And you go through. If you look at Clinton and Bush and the Obama administrations, what unfolded? You got to you got to look at what they were doing. Bill Clinton. Giving uh what was it uh two nuclear reactors and material to run them plus five billion dollars to North and Korea and billions of dollars yep and then you've got and then you've got Obama doing this just this ridiculous Iran deal so and if you look at who they are aligned with and we're talking about the deep state now you also got to talk about the military industrial complex you got to look look at dark money it all boils down to dark money and what are they really doing this is warmongering. Trump comes in, yeah. and although he's being claimed by the left, oh, he's going to take us to war. You know who really was going to take us to war? And intentionally, Bush, Clinton, and Obama, and all their cronies who are part of that military-industrial complex deep state. It's all dark money. Yep. That was, that's, what, that's what was going on, man. I mean, look at it. Yep. It's not rocket science, folks. It's not rocket science. No, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, definitely not take, rocket science. If you take it a step further... Uh, it just came out a couple, couple months ago that Obama actually derailed an FBI investigation 
that was looking into Hezbollah, which was smuggling cocaine into the United States. And he derailed that investigation just to secure the Iran deal. And what is the Iran deal? Well, essentially, all it is is giving billions of dollars to Iran for them to make nuclear weapons. I mean, it's almost as if – well, they are. They are evil people. They are Marxists, and it's as if they're not playing on our team. And that's truly what it is. They they hate America. I mean, they all. I mean, think of this. Barack Obama, in the middle of the night, sent twenty five million dollars on pallets in cash to Iran. What president would do that? That doesn't seem like a president who loves America. Deep there was one. There was one point seven billion in cash, but there was oh, also another right. yes. four hundred million. Sorry. There was also another $400 million in ransom payment. That was also in cash. Yes, oh, that yeah, Kenyan, you're right. My bad. That Muslim, <laughs> that Muslim hates America. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he hates America. Like I said before, Barack Obama wants to bring America down. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, you, you were saying something? Oh no, I was just I was just agreeing with with everybody. I was saying like, yeah, Hillary Clinton would have got in. Basically, Obama was there to bring it in. Hillary Clinton was to set it in stone, basically. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, uh, give us some more updates, Steve. Give us updates on the election right now. Ninety ninety six percent of the votes in Carcon at ninety. Not four. I'm sorry, 49.5. He's moved up 0.1 percent. He's moving closer. Lamb has dropped a percentage. Now he's at 49.9. It's tightening up. Jacone is catching up right now. Right now. I'm looking at the map right now. I mean, this might be recount territory. Yep, that's what I'm thinking too. This is close. That's what I'm thinking. This is close. I mean, this is literally less than a thousand votes. Yes, yes, it is. It is. It absolutely is. Um, so I wanna, I wanna get on. I wanna get into something. Um, I wanna play a few clips for you guys. Um, President Trump on North Korea in 1999. I'm sure everybody. I'm sure most have heard this video, seen this video, this clip. But I'm gonna play it for the entire audience because. We have a few hundred people listening tonight, so I definitely want to, in case anybody has not heard it, let's just play this right now. And this just goes to show nearly 20 years later, Donald Trump still has the same stance on on North Korea. Uh, Clip 1-4, please. You say that you, as president, would be willing to launch a preemptive strike against North Korea's nuclear capability. First, I'd negotiate. I would negotiate like crazy, and I'd make sure that we tried to get the best deal possible. Look, Tim, if a man walks up to you in the street in Washington, because this doesn't happen, of course, in New York, but if a man walks up and puts a gun to your head and says, give me your money, wouldn't you rather know where he's coming from before he had the gun in his hand? And these people, in three or four years, are going to be having nuclear weapons. They're going to have those weapons pointed all over the world and specifically at the United States. And wouldn't you be better off solving this really potentially unbelievable, and the biggest problem, I mean, we can talk about the economy, we can talk about social security. The biggest problem this world has is nuclear proliferation. And we have a country out there in North Korea, which is sort of wacko, 
which is not a, dumb, not a bunch of dummies, and they are going out and they are developing nuclear weapons. And they're not doing it because they're having fun doing it. They're doing it for a reason. And wouldn't it be good to sit down and really negotiate something and ideally negotiate? Now, if that negotiation doesn't work, you better solve the problem now than solve it later, Tim. And you know it, and every politician knows it, and nobody wants to talk about it. Jimmy Carter, who I really like, and he went over there. It was so soft. These people are laughing at us. The former general of the Air Force, Merrill McPeak, the former Secretary of Defense, Les Aspen, said you could not launch a preemptive strike against North Korea because the nuclear fallout could be devastating to the Asian Peninsula. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about us using nuclear weapons. I'm saying that they have areas where they're developing missiles. No, but taking out their nuclear you know that this country would create Tim, a fallout. Tim, do you know that this country went out and gave them nuclear reactors? free fuel for 10 years. We, we virtually tried to bribe them into stopping, and they're continuing to do what they're doing, and they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of dummies. I'm saying that we have to do something to stop. But if the military really, told you, Mr. Trump, we can't do you this. You're giving me two names. You're giving me two names. I don't know. You want to do it in five years when they have warheads all over the place, every one of them pointing to New York City, to Washington, and every one of us. Is that when you want to do it, or do you want to do something now? You'd better do it now. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe. So there we go. There we have it, guys. There we have it. A guy, a guy that sticks with his word. Like no, I mean Trump always keeps his word. You see all these politicians that over the years in videos that flip flop, but Trump's the only one that always sounds the same and is always the same on on stances, and he's always perfect. I mean he he does it. He's so real. Unlike these politicians. I mean, what, the first thing that I noticed about Trump when I saw him uh, starting to run in 2015 was the first word that I think of is strong. He's just strong. He doesn't play games. Yeah. He doesn't back down. Yeah. Barack Obama, yeah. George Bush, Bill Clinton, they all back down and bow down yep. to our enemies. No more apologies. Yep. No more giving billions of dollars. Donald Trump is the president. He's going to be the president for the next seven years. And I would have to say, in the next couple of years, I would predict that North Korea, because of Donald Trump's strength and unpredictability, will denuclearize 100%. I agree. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I agree 100%. Well, Trump is not beholden to any, anybody else. He's not bought and paid for. Like, what's the difference between Trump, Bush, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama? They're all, They're all the fucking they all millions. They all made millions. Trump is the only president that's lost money since he's been in politics. Yep. And, yeah, and, well, and here's the thing about that. And, and, and now, you know, it, it's every day, you know, we really see the true colors of, of Washington, D.C., and these corrupt politicians. I mean, Trump really drains the swamp and shows us what these phonies are really like over there. And it's such a blessing for America to have somebody like Trump expose all this crap. I mean, even though we already knew it was going on, I mean, he's cleaning house. I mean, that that's well, the best I the just, best part. I have to say, I was watching, um, I was going to go to Trump's rally, but I couldn't, but I was watching it. This past Saturday, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, um, well, the first thing he said when he came up was the most important thing. I think he came up and he said, 
He said, you know, guys, I'm having fun in Washington. It's, 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 not, it's not easy. I'm having fun. But I just want to tell you, they are, there are really evil, evil people around here. They're evil just like the fake news media. And I think that's a really, really important statement. He's basically saying he's a man by himself against the establishment, the deep state, and they're evil people. They are trying to bring down a duly elected president, and they will stop at nothing yep. That is why the American people need to fight for Donald Trump every single day. Amen. And it's not Amen. just yeah. it's not it's not just that they're evil. It's that they're aligned with the New World Order socialist push, which means it's not only Donald Trump they want out. They want out the original founding fathers' experiment of a republic. By the people, for the people, of the people. That's what they really want gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Gianni. Absolutely right, man. You. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. What's going on, man? Yeah, I guess I'm still, like I told you, I'm still, um, I'm still looking at uh, the Lauren Eagle show and just, like, following. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, I don't know. It's like right now I'm kind of, you know, I have a friend that actually um, went up there to Pennsylvania uh, to help uh, do things for the campaign and stuff. And then, you know, I'm just, he's just like texting me and stuff. And like, uh, he's like nervous and everything, you know, because he, you know, he left home, you know, he's from Ohio. So he left home to do this, uh, help the campaign. So he just wondered how things are going to go. So it's just like, I'm, Tune into uh, Fox News, and I'm listening uh, to the phone and things like that. And I'm just kind of like, I'm not, I'm expecting, just waiting for, you know. It's just like when, uh, you know, Trump was, you know, Trump election day. You know, you just sit there and you're like, tuned in so so much. You're just wondering what's gonna happen, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's well, exciting, I man. have. To... Go ahead. Another thing is, people need to really understand. Not everybody who's on our side, not everybody who's on the Trump team like we are, not everyone is as in tuned as we are with politics. So you have some people in Pennsylvania who voted for Donald Trump, but unfortunately, they're not paying as much attention as they should be. So they see this Connor Lamb, Lamb the Sham. This guy is a liberal Democrat, but he 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 played like he's a Republican. So what I'm really saying is. Everybody who's on the Trump train, everybody who voted for Donald Trump, there is a war against this president, and everyone needs to wake up. For people not to realize that Connor Lamb is truly a liberal Democrat who's for partial birth abortion, he's open borders, he's he's anti-Second Amendment. This guy, for anyone to vote for him who voted for Donald Trump, I'm sorry, but you have to wake the fuck up. He he, he reminds me of that jerk up. He reminds me of that jerk off from Georgia that we that lost the liberal Osoff. Osoff, remember that clown? <laughs> ass off. Ass off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Well, I'll tell you this: if Trump didn't endorse Sacone, Lamb would have won already. True. Oh, yeah. Oh, true, true. I mean, I'm here's telling the thing, you, and, I, and I and I say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just. I was just saying. This should be a no-brainer. Hey, I got an update. Uh, Can I jump in with an update? Go ahead, brother. Yeah. The column just jumped up another percentage point 
97% of the vote in. Lamb is at yep. 49.8. Chacon is at 49.6. Two-point margin. Holy point, shit. Two-point margin. We in this. Closing we in, in guys. It. Come on, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Let's go, it's Pennsylvania. Like, yo, honestly, like, that's what I'm watching. I'm watching the results right now, and it's like my heart is beating at the same rate as it was with, you know, the Trump election, just like sitting there waiting. And can you imagine if Donald Trump didn't endorse Rick Saccone? Holy shit, no, it might gee, be over. It by yeah, it he would have blown out the water. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Um, People need to wake up. Anybody who voted for Donald Trump needs to know wherever you live, whoever's running, who is the real person who's going to push the Trump agenda. Because I hate to tell you, folks, if you voted for Donald Trump, but you're not paying attention and you end up voting for a leftist and a liberal like uh, this lamb, the sham, Connor lamb, you're, you're, yeah. you're hurting President Trump. You're hurting America because this guy is not going to push the Make America Great Again agenda. He's going to push the leftist, socialist, communist playbook. People need to wake and, up. I can't say it enough. It's yeah. bothersome. Yeah, I was going to say, and, here, and it's just like, you know, it's just like everyone's been saying, you know, about like the gun rights activist guy on the phone right now. You know, he's saying you got to go back. People don't understand the liberal agenda. People think this is just, Oh, you know, this is just, you know, just a regular election, same thing as the past years past. Like, no, this is a turn. This You have to understand what the socialist agenda was trying to bring in. Everything from when Obama came in, you know, he they tried to get him to fool the black people. Then they're going to get Hillary Clinton to fool the one people, but she lost. And I feel like Trump is right. Like, we need to keep it up that this is not just some regular Republican Party, you know, votes. Like, this is a movement. That we're in, and when you're not with the movement, it's gonna land. It's gonna be bad. I mean, that's just when you're not in tune, we're not gonna win. And that's the whole thing: the win and the movement. Exactly. You gotta keep going, it's like civil rights. You have to keep going. What if Martin Luther King just said, "Oh, well, it's not that serious. We won't keep fighting. We wouldn't be where we at today." You know, so well, that's just how you gotta exactly. look at it. Here's the bottom line: anybody who voted for Donald Trump, if you don't help put in candidates. Senators and congressmen that aren't pushing his agenda, the Democrats will take power. They will regain the House and the Senate, and they will push for impeachment. So what the hell did you even vote for Donald Trump for? They will push for impeachment one million percent. They want him gone. And even the rhinos, even Jeff Flake, they will push for impeachment. We need to get not only Republican um, people in office, but we need to get conservative nationalists who are pro-Trump and pro-America yep. first. There is no ifs, ifs, ands, or buts about it, man. And that, and that's here, and you brought up a great point. Um, everybody's bringing up great points. I want to say something, though. Um, very important that with, with these elections, I, I noticed that these, these people that, you know, are supporting these senators – are, are voting for a lot of these senators and these congressmen so they continue Trump's agenda, Trump, Trump's, you know, mega plan, you know, because here's the thing. People cannot – people – I mean, these, these senators and these congressmen need Trump to be campaigning for them as much as possible. 
because all these voters will be voting for these candidates just because of Trump's agenda. They want to continue it. Absolutely right, man. Because I noticed, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, these senators and these congressmen, they have their fan base alone. But when you add Donald Trump into it, uh, campaigning for you and endorsing you, you should win every fucking time. Every fucking time you should win. Exactly. I want to see, I want to see somebody in politics go and do a campaign rally right now, and I want to see them try to fill a room one-third the size that Donald Trump does every damn time he does a rally. Nobody can exactly. do it. Exactly. If Trump is exactly. on your side. I've been, yep, yep. I've been to every single Arizona Trump rally. Trump fills up football stadiums. Um, uh, Hillary Clinton could barely fill up a high school auditorium. So, I mean, that's just to go right there. Exactly. And this is, this is what I keep going back to. People, if you voted for Donald Trump, you truly And we're talking NFL stadiums, people. We're talking filling up NFL stadiums. Exactly. Yeah. If you voted for Donald Trump, you have to know in your district who is the true person who will get elected right. and, and have Donald Trump's back. Because I'll tell you right we're, now, some people in Pennsylvania right. were sleeping. Right. Well, here's the thing about this, this race in Pennsylvania tonight. Donald Trump won that district where, where uh, they, he won uh, that area by a significant amount, if I'm not mistaken. I think 15 points, uh, 20 points or something. Yeah, he won by a good amount, over like 20 or more points, yeah. So, um, any, any updates? Come on, guys. Give me, give me updates. 106,570 votes to Cone at 49.6% to Cone. Lamb, 49.8%, 97% of the vote tally. Coming down the the line. Okay. So, guys, I want to get into my next segment. Um, I want to play. I have so many clips to play, a lot of good clips to play. Um, so as we know, um, well, actually, let me play this real quick. This is, um, another Trump interview from, uh, 1999. Hold on one second. One, five. As far as nuclear is concerned, for this country, us, we need a shield because Russia's unstable. A strategic defense initiative. We need a missile defense shield. And if we don't have one, and if we don't start developing, and now, you know, people used to criticize Reagan. The fact is now it's very developable, and we need a shield. If you want to build this strategic defense shield to prevent against missiles, you have to go ahead and negotiate with the Russians a change in the 1972 ABM, the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty. What if the Russians say no, no can do? Well, look, you just said it, a change in 1972. That treaty that was made in 1972, who knew what was going to happen in terms of technology? It's time for a change, and we have to sit down with the Russians and many others. Look at North Korea. North Korea is developing missiles like nobody has ever seen. And we better do something rather quickly with them, hopefully through negotiation. But we better do something rather quickly with them. Russia What if, on the North Korean front, what if the North Koreans don't play ball, develop uh, a nuclear capability, go forward 
with their missile development. Does the United States act unilaterally? Excuse me. If, if spoken to correctly, correctly, they will play ball. Look, on another front, what happened recently where Clinton has asked uh, our trade, our so-called trade partners, to come so we can renegotiate some fairness into trade, right? They don't show up. They say we're not coming. Why would Germany show up? Why would France show up? Why would Japan show up? They've been ripping us off for years, so why would they come here? It's ridiculous. So it shows the lack of respect for the United States where he asks for a meeting, a summit, and nobody shows. Pretty sad, Wolf. Is, but is there something the United States should be thinking about doing as far as North Korea's potential nuclear development? Absolutely. They should be thinking about it, and frankly... Like what? Give me an example. I'll, I'll say this. You go in, you start negotiating, and if you don't stop them from doing it, you will have to take rather drastic actions, because if you don't take them now, you're going to be in awfully big trouble in five years from now when they have more missiles than we do. We're a bunch of saps. There's no question that North Korea is developing missiles. We give them nuclear power plants. We give them tremendous aid because we thought we could bribe them into stop development. Well, they're developing. So much so that South Korea is now developing their own missile systems in order to protect. And I'm, almost, I'm, I'm really not sure I can blame them. But North Korea is totally out of control. And would you rather have a very, very serious chat with them now? And if necessary, you might have to do something fairly drastic. Or would you rather have to go after them in five years when they have more nuclear warheads and missiles than we do? When you say something fairly drastic, that sounds like you're suggesting a potential Israeli-like uh, unilateral strike against the Osirak reactor in Iraq in the, uh, in the 80s. You can never rule it out. What Israel did was fantastic, and you can never rule it out. And you know what? If you ruled it out, you couldn't talk to them. Why would they? The only thing they're afraid of is exactly what you just said. That's what they're afraid of. That's what they're concerned with. You'll most likely, with that attitude, be able to make a deal. But if you can't, you have to react. And let me tell you something. Don't react in five years, because if you react in five years, nothing's going to be left. You don't have to worry about your social security system anymore. We've got an update on the Sakon race. That was something else, wasn't it? Vintage Trump right there, man. Yep, absolutely. The negotiator, art of the the deal, art of the deal. He's got this. Well, this is exactly, this is what Trump always does. He strategizes every single thing. So when Wolf Blitzer says, well, well, what if Russia says no? I mean, that's dangerous. Trump says, so what? So we're not even going to talk to them? Would you rather do something now or face a big problem later? This is the business part of Trump. He strategizes every aspect of everything he does, and he's right. Yep. Wouldn't you rather fix a problem now than deal with it later? I mean, it's like yep. it's common sense in a way, but for politicians, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, we all know. We all know. I mean, Trump always has a plan. He always had, like you mentioned, uh, Steve, the art of the deal. Perfect example. I mean, Trump. Trump is definitely. I mean, I mean, he he knew for years. Eventually, he'd be president. I mean, he knew. I mean, he he wanted to be. He wa- He knew this was day was coming for a long time, and he had his uh, you know p's and q's in order. I tell you, spot on. Absolutely. Did you ever see the interview where he said where Oprah asked him, "Are you going to run yep. for president?" I played it. On, I played it on my show a few months ago. Yep. 
Yeah, and he goes, he goes, he goes. No, I don't think I'm going to. But I would never rule it out if it got so bad. And if you fast That's forward so bad, 27 yeah. years later, he talked about the same issues: illegal immigration, radical yep. Islamic terrorism, trade, yep. deficit. Yep. And it got so bad that he said, "You know what? I don't care. I'm 70 years old, 68 years old at the time. I'm going to run for president, and I'm going to win." Donald yep. Trump doesn't lose, and the left still no. can't figure that out. No, he does not lose. He's invincible. You cannot touch the guy. He's unstoppable. I mean, the guy is a superhero. He is, he is his closest thing to immortal. I mean, the guy is a machine. Uh, he's, he's, hey, he's, a way, miracle he stop he's a miracle man. Huh? The guy never stops working. <laughs> never. He yeah, four true. hours they, a night. They say he sleeps like thing. four hours a night. Um. Yeah, but it it, it 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 really is. And now, whoever I mean, like you like you said earlier, the fact that we're going to be sitting down, Trump's going to be sitting down with the leader of North Korea. I mean, what a sight that's going to be to see! Unbelievable. Historic. I mean, I'm going to start this. cracking up when I see the little short, fat Kim Jong Un walking out on the podium to shake <laughs> Trump's hand. <laughs> And you know why? It's because Kim Jong-un got scared. Donald Trump went face-to-face with him, and he backed down. And Kim Jong-un has never backed down. He's never listened to the United States. He's never listened to the president except this president. Because I'm telling you, I keep going back to the election. Donald Trump, the media always ripped him. The liberal media. Yep. Oh well, well, you you don't you say you don't want to give away your plan. Does that mean you don't have one? Uh, he goes, uh, excuse yep. me, I have a plan on every single thing. I'm just not going right. to tell you because I don't want the enemy to know. And his unpredictability hey. is what got yep. him to where he is. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Kim Jong Kim Jong Un would not have sat down with any other president. Bottom line. Hell no. President Fuck no, man. Because President Trump is so direct and so firm and so uh, he's so real and so, you know, such a, a person that will shit down your neck and such a cutthroat motherfucker, Kim Jong-un, you know, uh, had to budge. He had no choice, you know. Kim Jong-un wasn't going to win this war. In the end, Kim Jong-un backed down to Donald Trump. He can't beat him. He knows he can't beat him. He doesn't know you what Trump's going to do. That's right. He said he, so. Kim Jong Un basically said, "Fuck it. I yep. just I I'm yep. We have America has a strong president now. I there's nothing I can do. He's scared to yep. death. He won't admit it, yep. but he is scared to death. It is so obvious. No other yep. president ever in American history would have been able to accomplish this. I'm sorry. I love Reagan, but not even Reagan. Right. 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 Absolutely. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's unbelievable." Um, I want to play a quick clip. Um, Trump um, called uh, Chuck Todd. This is hilarious. You guys got to hear this. Um, we all know <laughs> Chuck Todd, the, uh, the, uh, the, the commentator from um, MSNBC, does not like Trump very much. And Trump was at a rally uh, over the weekend in Pennsylvania um, endorsing Rick Saccombe. And uh, he, uh, he said, had this to say about Chuck Todd, and then I'm going to play a few other clips from that rally. Uh, one, one, six. Here we go. Never see the story where I'm, it's 1999. I'm on Meet the Press. 
a show now headed by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. He's a <laughs> sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed it this morning, 1999, and I'm talking about North Korea. You got to take them out now. And then they have Clinton saying, we are pleased to announce that we have made a deal with North Korea. Well, you know how that deal turned out, right? We gave billions and billions of dollars and lots of other things. <laughs> that, was, that was great. That was great. What um, other here's, here's, would ever have the balls say that? This guy gives the middle finger to political correctness every day, and it's a fucking blessing, man. It's true. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, it, it's so authentic. It's so real. He tells anybody to take a hike. Um, I want to play you this clip, too, real quick. Uh, obviously, we know um, that he announced a new slogan there, which is uh, Keep America Great. And uh, here it is, his official uh, announcement on that from a few days ago at the rally. Uh, one seven. We're so proud of this country. But our new slogan, when we start running in – can you believe it, two years from now, is going to be Keep America Great, exclamation point. Keep America Great. But we can only do that if we elect people who are going to back our agenda and fight for our values. True. You said that. So great slogan. I'm glad he is. Um, I mean, it's perfect for what's. Uh, we're keeping America great. I mean, it was so well said. Perfect. It's perfect. Absolutely. I, what I can't understand is how any American, any red-blooded American, can listen to like Donald Trump speak like at this rally, and and hate him. Like I just. It, it baffles my fucking mind. I don't understand how you can hate right. this guy. He's so patriotic. Right. He's so real. Oh, oh, he uses bad language. Kiss my ass. It's about time we had a president who doesn't bow down to the leftist media and always gives us this fake, phony attitude. Donald Trump hey, is real. Shit. He's genuine. That's why. Well, what's true, going true, on is you've got to look at all dictators. You've got to look at... Joseph Stalin, you, you got to look at Vladimir Lenin, you got to look at Joseph Goebbels. He was the propaganda minister for the Hitler regime. Uh, Nazi Germany had a, a propagandist professional named Joseph Goebbels. And he even said if, if you make a lie big enough and you keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it, the people eventually come to believe it. And that's what we that's what we got going on right now with the mainstream media propaganda push. It's all bullshit. But, you know, you say you can't believe any red-blooded American cannot like Trump, but then you got to turn on the news every day, and then you know why. Because they're all listening to this propaganda bullshit. It's just incredible. 24 right, hours man. a day. Yeah. You're right. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. 100% they're brainwashed. True. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys, speaking of brainwashing, I got some sad news for everybody. I know we were hoping for this, but listen to this clip, one uh, eight, and uh, try not to try to try to keep stay calm, try to keep the emotions. If you uh, win re-election this year, are you going to pledge to serve a full six-year term? 
So look, I am not running for president of the United States. I am running for the United States <laughs> Senate 2018, Massachusetts, woohoo. But let me actually make a underline a point on this one. And that is we can't just be a party that says, oh, we're paying attention about what happens every four years. And I know there's a lot of anxiety, particularly on the Democratic oh, side, about how we are going to deal with Donald Trump in 2020. I take it as a well, no, you're not pledging to serve your full six-year term if you win the election? I already told you, I have no intention of running for the United All right, States. But you know, uh, I, I don't mean to pick on you about this, but you know how many yes, people have said that? You know how many people have said that over the years? Two years before, and then of course have run, ended up running for president. You see why a look, lot of people aren't going to believe that answer. Look, what I'm telling you is that I am in Please run, fight every day for the people of Massachusetts and for the people across this country. Yeah. This government run, is working better and run. better and better for a thinner and thinner slice at the top. I am in these fights, and I am in this fight to retain my Senate seat. In 2018, that's where I'm focused. That's where I'm going to stay focused. I'm not running for president. So no pledge, though, on the six years. I am not running for president. Say it again. Hey, NBC <laughs> News fans, thanks for checking out our. Oh, have you guys ever okay. seen those high cheekbones, man? <laughs> uh, hey, you guys got to hear this one too. Hey, she okay. And here is something, you guys got to hear this one from Pocahontas. She said this shortly after she said she wasn't running for president. She also said this, uh, 1-8. Well, I know that you're looking at November as opposed to 2020, but indulge me a, a moment here if you, if you would. Uh, there are many people who are saying, should you choose to run in 2020? And one of these groups is the virtual eagle, Massachusetts newspaper, that endorsed you in 2012, that the issue of your ancestry will come up. And, and they're suggesting that you put it to rest, saying, quote, that Elizabeth Warren should screw up her courage and take the spit. Somebody talk it. Oh, okay. It got cut out. Hold on one second, guys. Got to this clip cut out for a second. Bear with me. Uh, what a turning it back on. Well, I know that you're looking at November as opposed to 2020, but indulge me a, a moment here, if you if you would. Uh, there are many people who are saying, should you choose to run in 2020? And, and one of these groups is the Berkshire Eagle, Massachusetts newspaper <laughs> that endorsed you in 2012, that the issue of your ancestry will come up, and, and they're suggesting that you put it to rest, saying, quote, the Elizabeth Warren should screw up her courage and take the spit test, a DNA test, that a positive test would permanently resolve the issue while possibly shutting down President Trump. W would you be willing to take a DNA test to, to put this issue to rest? Look, let's, let's start again where you started. I'm not running for president. But let me tell you a little bit about my family. You know, my go. mom and dad were born and raised uh, in Oklahoma, and my daddy was in his teens <laughs> when he fell in love with my mother. She was a beautiful girl river. who played the piano, and he was head over heels in love with her and wanted to marry her. And his family was bitterly opposed to that because she was part Native American. And eventually, my parents eloped. <laughs> And they survived <clears throat> the Great Depression. They survived the Dust Bowl. They Ooh, went through a lot wow. of hard times. They raised three boys, my older brothers, all of whom went off to the military. They raised me. They knocked around. Her and it was tough. So but they hung together. They hung together for 63 years. 
I know who I am because of what my mother and my father told me, what my grandmother and my grandfather told me, what all my aunts and uncles told me, and my brothers. It's a part of who I am, and no one's ever going to take that away. Senator Warren, we'll leave you Thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, for, on behalf of Chris Wallace, please come back. By the way, anybody anybody who's right of Elizabeth Warren is a racist white supremacist, according to the left. <laughs> and here's the thing. God, imagine, no. if a, imagine if a Republican was asked to take a DNA test and gave this sort of answer. They would be crucified by the media. But Elizabeth well, well, Warren gets a pass. Here's the thing, Elizabeth Warren gets a pass because she's a liberal, that's why. And since when, why is it such a problem to be white? You know, Nancy Pelosi the other day, she said, oh, I can't wait for my, my grandson. I, I wish, I, he, she said he, he, his, her grandson wished he, wished, he was brown. He was like brown, his like his friend, friend. Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, what the fuck is going on? First they say, first they say race doesn't exist. And then they make it seem like race is the only thing that exists. Elizabeth Warren is a far left danger to America, and she should be, uh, frankly, she should be deported. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, and by the way, guys, I got, an, I got a gr- another funny one. You guys got to hear this one. Hillary in India telling the audience why she, why she lost and making more excuses. This is great. One nine. If you look at the map of the United States, there's all that red in the middle where Trump won. I win the coasts, I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward, and his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting rights. You don't like women, you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is, I'm going to solve it. So one reason I wrote what happened was to sound the alarm about the forces at work in the 2016 election in the United States because they are still with us. In America, it was a perfect storm, deep currents of anger and resentment flowing through our culture, a political press that told voters my emails were the most important story, the unprecedented intervention by the FBI, and the information So there you have it, guys. There you have it. And that am I? Am I? Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, you go. You go ahead. I mean, I'm kind of at a loss of words after some of the things she said. I mean, uh, I mean, imagine if a Republican yeah. said something like that, they would never have a job again, or they would, I mean, they would never I... be even be. Exactly. I mean, am I living in fantasy land? Uh, Hillary Clinton, earth to fucking Hillary Clinton. Maybe you didn't win because Americans don't like your race-baiting lectures. Maybe you didn't win because you can't walk up a step of fucking stairs. 
Maybe you didn't win because you're literally a criminal and you deleted 33,000 emails after receiving a congressional subpoena, and then you had your staff use a hammer to smash your Blackberry, uh, Blackberry phones. Maybe America really likes Trump. Did you ever think of that? I, this woman is a witch, and uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to say except she, she should probably just stay in India. Oh, I mean, please. I would hope. I mean, I don't think they want her, but um, you know why? Uh, she's the the shit she says. Now, now, what the fuck? What the fuck is Hillary? How? How? What? What about black Trump voters, Hillary? What? What about them? What? What about and them? Trump, they voted for Trump. They wanted a better and life. Trump got more. You, you really? Trump got more black votes than Romney. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And do. Do does do black do does Hillary Hillary knows that uh, Trump is doing great things for the black community, and Hillary knows that women are doing better than ever under President Trump. But Hillary just keep, needs to keep talking, uh, you know, out of her feminist smelly hole, and uh, <laughs> you know, just all this gibberish, all this gibberish and nonsense, and it's this guy, blah blah blah, blah. it's like whack, shut the fuck up. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but if any Republican candidate said to a black person, uh, I always keep hot sauce, I always keep hot sauce in my purse, that would be racist. Yeah. So Trump's not the racist. Exactly. You're the racist. You're the race baiter, and all you see is color. That is the problem. Yep. Hillary Clinton actually said to a black uh, radio host, they said, what do you yeah, keep in that. your purse? And she, she had the balls to say, oh, um, I always carry around hot sauce. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what yep. world am I living in? And she's surprised no, that she's not president of the United States. I mean, I wonder why. Jeez. <laughs> Gianni. Hi. You got you got any uh, reaction? I mean, it's just it's just silly. I mean, it's like. It gets old. I mean, the whole, you know, Hillary Clinton thing, it just gets, to me, it just gets old. You know, it's kind of like black people should understand that they're like, this is the same, <laughs> this is the same woman who literally said Margaret Sanger, she looked up to Margaret Sanger, whose main purpose was to abort and exterminate black people. I mean, she was friends. With KKK leaders. And so, I mean, like, and don't, don't forget, Earth. don't forget the woman. Don't forget the woman you just mentioned. Guys. I got an update. I got a good update. Can I jump in? Go ahead. Yeah, 99%, 99% of the votes tallied. 49.7 Sacone, 49.7 Lamb tied up. Holy shit. Holy shit. My heart is like pounding like a motherfucker right now, man. Deadlock tie. Thank you, Steve, for reporting. Deadlock Thank tie. you. Is that incredible? Wow. <laughs> And it, like and I are said, all the ballots fully are all the ballots him. fully in? Is what you're getting reported? No, ninety nine percent in. Jesus Christ! But um, Gianni, what I want to tell you: the woman you named that Hillary looked up to uh, was the starter of feminism. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I didn't I didn't, wait. Do you read? I didn't even know. Like what? Yeah, Mar- Margaret Sanger, the one, the woman that you, 
talked that mentioned that Hillary idolizes, she started feminism. See, yeah, because I thought like that feminism was just like a movement, oh you know, God. like oh the right to vote and things like that. I didn't know that no. Margaret Sanger herself started. Wow. No, Margaret Sanger. No, it started with her. Like that's how. That's why feminism is so evil for so many reasons. But that's one reason that bitch started it. They hate men. Anti-men, jaded, one-sided ideology. All they care about. Let's go back and look look at American history. Let's look at the Civil War. Who were all the slave owners? Democrats. Yep. Exactly. That's true. Who started plantations? Who started? Who started slavery? Democrats. Who who voted unanimously in in favor of? Of, of civil rights and voting rights for blacks, 100% what about Republicans. Republicans. Plus, what people don't. Plus, what people don't know, you know, they like to attack the South for being like, oh, the South is so racist and all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, the first one of the first DNC conventions were in Times Square, right? With right a bunch of. Yeah, with a bunch of they had a bunch of KK. This was crazy. They had a bunch of KKK robes on in their city. You can look this up on Google. They got the picture on Google. They're literally in Times Square marching. Yeah, this isn't Alabama. This isn't none of that. They're in Times Square. So it's like it shows you that the inner cities where I'm from. I'm from Brooklyn, so the inner cities are usually more yeah. racist. If you look. The down south, I've been in North Carolina and Greensboro, North Carolina. I've been looking around, and it's way more like black people and white people are mixed. It's like kind of like if you're rich, you're rich. If you're poor, you're poor type thing. Up there, right. it's like if you go to New York City or, you know, Jersey, anything, it's like the black community is on one side and the white community is on the other side. That's just how it is up there. And you'll notice that. That's why they call New York City the most segregated city in America. And um, speaking of New York City, uh, I'm going to get to this later in the show, and we're going to talk about it, but they just took armed policemen out of their schools, and my belief is they're just trying to set up for another gun gun incident so they can push their gun control agenda. Yeah, that's Uh, ridiculous, bro. I wanted to screw my head off when I heard that. Could you you listen to what you just said, Roy? And and it's true. It's true. They're setting yep. it up for another one. That's, yep. that's, that's disgusting. Putting children's lives at risk to push your gun control agenda, this is insane. Look at Florida yep. Look at Department School in Florida. That was a that was a setup. Yeah. I mean look oh, at totally it. Look was. at all the evidence, you guys. Look how many times this guy had the police called him and nothing was done. Yep. Hey you guys, I, I we're mean, gonna come we're gonna come. We're going to come back into this in a second, but I want to play this clip, uh, Maxine Waters um, uh, uh, responding to Trump calling her very low IQ. So we are going to come back to all this. Here we go, though. Mad Maxine, masculine Maxine Waters, um, (laughs) James James Brown in drag. Here we go. Uh, he is expert at name calling. I understand that in addition uh, to continuing his name calling uh, of me, referring to my IQ and calling me low IQ, uh, that he continued to attack 
uh, Elizabeth Warren, Nancy Pelosi, maybe made some uh, reference to Oprah Winfrey, on and on and on. And he seems that he's identifying and picking up more and more women uh, that he's attacking. Again, I expected this, though. Uh, this is not only typical of him. This is what this con man does. He diverts attention uh, from himself uh, by attacking others. Uh, but, you know, this business about uh, Stormy is not going to go away. He can call <laughs> us all the names that he want to oh, call please. us. But, you know, our special counsel, Mueller, is connecting the dots. And last night in a speech, I said that for if some reason uh, Mueller does not get him, uh, Stormy will. And so we know that uh, this is going to go on. I'm not going to run from it. I'm not intimidated by him. And so he can keep calling names. I've got plenty for him. As a matter of fact, everybody knows he's a con man. He's been a con man all of his life, uh, long before he ever ran for office. And so uh, this con man, con man Don, uh, is going to keep it up. Uh, and again, he's come for me. I'm coming for him. <laughs> there, well, there you have it, guys. He's coming. <laughs> Wait, I have, so I have to touch this, man. What? Can I, can, I, can I destroy Maxine real quick? Yeah, go ahead. It's all you. So Max- it's you right now. I got it. All right. So Maxine Waters, first of all, notice how she can't complete a full sentence. I mean, the woman is low IQ. I mean, she really, I mean, I, I think she should take an IQ test. I mean, I, unless she's very, you know, maybe she's sick. I don't know. But this woman called Donald Trump racist, yet she was on, I don't know, some radio show, and she actually called for an all-black political party. What if Donald Trump called for an all-white political party? This woman is a racist. She hates white. She hates Donald Trump. And the only thing she ever says is, impeach 45, impeach 45. This woman has no brain cells remaining because liberalism – has literally destroyed and polluted her brain. She is a walking yep. idiot. She is a moron. I detest her. And every time I see her and listen to her, I feel like my IQ gets lowered. Uh, yeah, and I can't even believe people can still take her seriously. I mean, how can you? I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, one of the things. She went on to a show and got asked that, hey, you keep saying impeach Trump, impeach Trump. Trump says that's all you say. And the way she responds is the last thing she says is impeach this president. I mean, this woman is a psychopath, and she is, she is a leftist, but she is a racist. And she calls everyone else who doesn't agree with her an alt-right racist. We're not alt-right. We're not racist. We're conservative nationalists. You're the racist. You're the one who called for an all-black political party. Do you understand that? I mean, the scope of that is amazing to say something like that. Oh, oh, truly. It truly is. I mean, the, the woman is as ignorant as they get. And, and there's actually people that think she's an inspiration. I'm uh, yeah, on the except, left. I mean, it, it, except it's if you live in her district. It's burning. Oh, God. She's, oh, yeah. I mean, she... Um, yeah, she, uh, she's, I don't think she's going to last much longer. Oh, um, wait, Rory, 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 here's another thing. Maxine Waters, Maxine Waters 
says Donald Trump has a foul mouth, yet she goes on MSNBC and calls the Trump Trump and his administration a bunch of scumbags. She's a hypocrite. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, what's your now? Uh, what are your thoughts, Gianni? I mean, it's just because I mean, she she to me she is nothing but like another Al Sharpton type yep, person. Exactly. You know, they do a bunch of talking. You know, to her and the CBC, they do not. I mean, even Obama. I mean, as much as I dislike Obama, even Obama told the CBC. Uh, he had a speech not too like around I think it was 2011 or 2012 uh, where he told the CBC literally to their face stop complaining stop grumbling stop stop making up excuses and just do do something and if yep. even Obama can say that to them I mean yep. you have to think about what is the CBC doing instead of complaining with oh you know uh, uh, this person's racist that's all they can do the CBC is nothing but the NAACP in Washington, D.C. That's all it is. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it really, yeah. I mean, it, it is. It, it's a, I think the NAACP is strongly racist. Absolutely. Is that what you just said, right, Johnny? Let's just, let's just yeah, call it what exactly. it is. Let's, hey, let's call it what it is. Hey, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I used to be I used to work with chapters of the NAACP before I became a, a Republican. Before I became a Republican, I used to go to the marches and I used to go to everything and I don't remember all we did really all we did was go to meetings, sit down, talk about, you know, problems in the black community, but we never did anything. All we did was march, talk about how bad well they did, talk about how bad white people was. That's I'm literally you're coming from an insider who was there. Amazing. In New York. Amazing. That's it. Well, just remember, the NAACP refused to meet with Donald Trump. Trump tried to uh, offer them a meeting three times, and the NAACP turned it down every single time. They are racist, and they hate whites. That's just – it's just a fact. I mean, they hate whites. Yeah, and I think there was – it's not as much that they hate whites. It's that causing uh, class warfare – with rich and the poor, the black and the white, you know what I mean? It's identity politics. They've got yep. to separate people in order for them to have to properly uh, pursue their agenda. It's, it's class warfare. It's part of the Solinsky playbook. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree. But you have certain people that are more radical than others. And I mean, and I hate to bring up race. I don't like to do it. But the fact is that a lot of these people that are affiliated with the NAACP, I'm not saying all of them hate white people. I am saying that some of them clearly disdain white people, and every problem they've had or black people had or minorities had, it's the fault of the white man. That, 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 that and like you said, is exactly what the plan is to divide us by race. But as, exactly. you know, as, a, white person, as a white person, it is just really, really hard to hear that and then to just sit back and be like, oh, okay, yeah, we, we're the problem for everything. No one ever gave me anything in my life, man. White privilege, my ass. Right. I work hard. I do my right. thing. And this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to divide us by race. And you're absolutely right. I would just have to say, though, I do think some of them are racist. Yeah, right. I, right. I, and I agree. Don't... And book... Hello? No, go you ahead. guys there? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're here, brother. 
Yeah, I was saying um, Booker T. Washington had a quote that I think fits the NAACP, the CBC, and all these other black groups. It says, there's a class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles, the wrongs, and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. Right. So (laughs) that, to me, Booker T. Washington, a black man, he tells you that's the only reason Al Sharpton and them keep pushing up black, all this black problems and white people races because if there is no problems going on, what are they going to do with their life? What are their careers? What are they going to do? What is there to talk about? What is there to run off of? What is there? They wouldn't have a job. Exactly. So. Hey, you guys, you guys, I want to, I want to play something real quick. And this is so fucking, this is so true. It kind of goes into what we're uh, talking about with the left. Um, But anyway, uh, sports host, uh, Colin Cowherd, the herd, who's great. I, I listen. I listen to watch him frequently. He knows what he's talking about with sports. Anyways, he makes a great point. How NFL teams are sick and tired of the politics and all the bullshit, and he tells it like it is. Uh, they're releasing players because of, of of the stupid political stunts that they you know do. Uh, but listen to this. It's about a four minute clip. It's great. Uh, one four. Richard Trumka with me today. He's the president of the AFL-CIO. In case you don't know that name, it's the largest organization of labor unions in the United States with 12 and a half million members. Richard, good to see you again. 
Ellie, good to have Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Tell me your thoughts about this. In all of the politics swirling around this dis decision, what do you make of this for uh, unionized steel and aluminum workers? Look, we've been advocating for the use of tariffs to make sure that cheaters stop cheating for, for over a decade right now. Right now we have 435 tariffs that have been imposed on products around the world. We need to protect our industries from cheating. That's what these tariffs right. can do. We're excited about it. We think it's good for the country. We think it's good for the industry. Do we think everybody... There we go. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, you have a guy, you have a, you have a guy that vote Democrat his whole life, the head of one of the, big, the biggest unions, and supporting Trump. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, because yeah. he's a real American worker, and he sees that Donald Trump is the only politician who has actually kept his word that is actually going to impose tariffs, which will ultimately help the steel uh, industry and open more steel mills. I mean, how long have we been talking about, uh, you know, politicians have been talking forever about fixing trade with China. I mean, these deficits with these trade deficits with China are absurd. Donald Trump is the first one to get, a, you know, is to try to attack them. And yeah, people who work in the industry are happy about it. I mean, this is no surprise. It's surprised. It's a surprise to the left because they live in a bubble. There are real Americans out there who work in the coal coal mines, steel facts, you know, steel mills. Donald Trump is, as of right now, their savior. He's the only one who's doing stuff. We to help greatest, the greatest, the greatest manufacturing boom, the greatest manufacturing boom since 1998. And we have the best manufacturing boom in 20 years. But also, also, do you know our country has not opened a new coal mine in 10 years under Barack Obama? Not one coal mine opened. When right. Donald Trump got elected in the first three months, we already opened a coal mine in, in uh, Pennsylvania. So, so and we, and we, now, who, and we no. now we now have small business optimism, the highest it's ever it's been since 1983. I mean, it's unbelievable. We have 80 percent of American we have 80 percent of Americans uh, support Trump's economic agenda as of a, a new released poll. Which is huge. I mean, everybody is coming around. More and more people are coming around. Slowly but surely, even people on the left who are not fully brainwashed, who still have a little common sense, can see that Trump's conservative nationalist, you know, America first policies will better yep. their lives. There is no policy yep. that Trump advocates that will help China instead of Americans. Everything he pushes for is America first and to help the American yep. worker. Absolutely. And I really want to, I, I want to bring this up to talk, I want to talk about this for a few minutes with all of you. A uh, big article out this week um, where $18 billion for the border wall could pay for itself if we cut welfare to illegal aliens. My first question and my first thought is we shouldn't even be having this discussion. Illegal aliens shouldn't be receiving welfare. It just goes to show the corruption of the past administration, Hussein Osama, and uh, him giving out all this, um, <laughs> all these, all these benefits to illegal aliens. It's disgraceful. And I mean, there you go, right there. We cut that. We cut that entire thing 
which we should. They have no right. They are not entitled to welfare. It's disgraceful. And then we have our then we have our border wall done. Boom. And you, and you know what happens after that? First of all, illegal aliens. You are illegal aliens. They do not deserve anything. They are in our country illegally. First off, yeah. second of all, second second thing. If if you take yep. Ill- the welfare away from illegal aliens, you know what will happen? They're useless. It's called self-deportation. There will be no reason yep. for them to be here. They will deport themselves and go back to their own country. This yep. is what has to yep. be done. Why are we even having this discussion of illegal right. aliens receiving welfare? I mean, I mean, there are American citizens, single moms, kids in the yep. inner cities that are struggling, and we're giving uh, welfare benefits to illegal aliens. Many of them are it's criminals. Just, it's, they are illegal. Yep, just, and they have. And you're right. They have a motive. That's why they want to stay in this country so bad. They have the motive. They can get all of this welfare and all this free health care and all their food stamps and mooch off American taxpayers. And it's absolutely disgraceful. Exactly. And they will self-deport because there will be no – look, if the businesses and companies, if we start cracking down on them and saying, listen, we know you want to pay lower wages – but Americans deserve yep. the right to work before illegals. If you do that right. and you take off, take away the um, welfare that these illegal aliens are receiving. In California, I think 80% of the illegals in L.A. County are on welfare. If you take that away, they will self-deport. They have no reason to be here. They will go back to their own countries. This needs to be done, and Trump is the first, yep. not only president, but politician to even talk about it. It needs to be done. They are illegal aliens. It's not about being harsh and being mean. It's about doing the right thing. They don't deserve it. It's about setting guidelines. It's about being firm. It's about being direct. It's about having a country. Yeah, fuck fuck your Mexican flags protesting our president in our streets illegally. Some of them don't even try to speak English. And I always say, I always say, I always say, if they're protesting their Mexican flag, if they love their country so much, why are you here? Why don't you go back go there? Go back. Go home. Go back. Go home like E.T. E.T. wanted to go home. You guys go home. <laughs> they were protesting him today in San Diego with Mexican flags, illegal aliens. I should have been there, and they should have deported them uh, immediately. They're ungrateful, and they're ungrateful, unappreciative, entitled. and they're disrespectful to our president. They deserve nothing. Yep. Many of them are criminals and have, and have destroyed Americans' lives driving drunk. Yep. It happens all the time. Yep. And many of them are in MS-13 and gangs, and they're violent savages. Some of them, I'm sure, are good people, like Trump has said. But if you are and here illegally, you are I not a terrorist. are good people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And if you're in our country, I'm sorry. You might be a good person. It doesn't matter. We are a country of laws, and our allegiance and our priority is to the American people, not illegal aliens. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're, they're racist. racist. And some, I assume, <laughs> are good people. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be a beautiful wall, and Mexico will pay for it. Yep. And they will pay for it, just like take them <laughs> off of the <laughs> welfare and uh, tax the remittances. And tie them up in trade. Strangle them with trade. Strangle Mexico with trade, and you could pay for the wall alone. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Gianni, your take on this. Uh, you know, I, I just – I've always been two ways about it. You know, to be honest, always been two ways about it. I think especially when it comes to, you know, the whole, the whole DACA program, it's kind of like – 
I understand that there are people, you know, because I know people that uh, are in the DACA program, and I understand yeah. that, you know, there are some there are some good people that actually, you know, are doctors and actually, you know, want to do th- good things and you know stuff like right. that. There are illegals here uh, who do, you know, try to get jobs and work and be be nice people. But the thing is, if you let lawlessness continue to happen then there would be no standard in anything anymore. Yeah, it's like where do you draw the line? It's like where do you draw the line? You can't you can't give some people, you know, a pass and others not. We're a country of laws. That that is the ultimate problem. That is that is you know, it's just like with Hillary Clinton. We can't just let oh well she's powerful so so she shouldn't go to jail. No. If you commit a crime, if you're in this country illegally, you should be deported. And I understand their parents brought them here, and I get it. But look, the, the fact is, just last week, two DACA recipients were arrested for human smuggling. One was arrested for a drive-by shooting. I, I don't well, like how the media, the leftist media, classifies every DACA recipient as this little innocent angel. It's not like right. that. And, and we ha- we're a country of laws, and unfortunately, yep. um, they might some of them, you know, they're good people. Like I said, they got to go. They got to go. Look, and if they're doctors, if some of them are doctors and teachers, go back to your home country and become a doctor. Mexico yeah. needs doctors. <laughs> they need nurses. They need teachers. Help your own country. And if you want to come yep. back to our country, come legally later on in life and come the right way. We have no problem with that. Right. But we no, can't continue yeah. to be swamped. We can't continue to be swamped by illegal aliens. We have other priorities. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I was basically saying the same thing. I was saying I understand, but at the same time, like I said, you have to think about if you let lawlessness happen and people just like, oh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll keep it's okay. If you do that, then people are gonna take advantage of it, and we'll never get nowhere. Like you, like uh, you guys were saying earlier uh, on the show, Trump is like, we need to handle something now because if we don't handle it now, it'll never be handled. Uh, like with the North Korea thing, if we just keep letting people get away and think things are going to be okay between us and them, we never uh, uh, show strength, it's going to lead us to where we are now. And right. I feel like that's my thing. And I, I've talked to people with DACA, and they, they legitly ask me what I think about it because they know I support Trump, and I tell them the truth. I mean, I I I, I just that, – that's all I can do. I mean, I can't let emotions – Go over truth. That's how I feel, you know, like with the Second Amendment. You know, people can say, oh, you know, well, we might need to take away AR-15s because I'm like, I don't care how you feel about AR-15s, but if we was to go and ban that, what else could we go and ban? Because once you start something, it becomes a trend, you know? Absolutely right. uh, Absolutely. Steve, your thoughts? Well, you make a really good point, especially with the ar 15, which, you know, everybody uh, has been misled to believe is an assault rifle when it's really not. You know, it's no, really it's no different it's, than a lot of... People need to stop saying it's really an no armor rifle. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of man- manipulation going on and stuff. But like I said, I was born in Inglewood, Los Angeles. You know, and uh, I grew up with a lot yeah. of my friends that were Hispanic and African America. You know, and without this uh, identity politics, none of this would be happening. The fact of the matter is, the socialist agenda demands that we separate people, that there's class warfare. It is the left's agenda. Right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like your other, and like your other guest said, uh, I've, 
me and all my Trump supporting friends, we're some of the most loving people you'll ever fucking meet. We're some of the yeah. most caring, non-racist people you'll ever meet. But the fact of the matter Absolutely. is, we're just all patriots. We really don't we don't give a shit about color. We just care about right. that you love our country. And, and like your guest said, it really comes down to setting that standard. Setting that standard, man, the rule of law. I mean, without it, what do you have? The result is chaos. And we're, just, we're not willing right. to let it. You see, we don't vote with our emotions, you know, like the left. We're not yeah. going to get all right. emotional because we realize there's going to be some really good Hispanic dreamers that may not get the benefit right. of the doubt. But guess what? They're here illegally, yeah. and that's the, that's the yeah. point. You know, and if I go yeah, by my, if I go by my, you're right. if I go you by got, my we gotta, feeling, we gotta we gotta hurry up on this topic. But I like what you're saying, Steve. I like what you're saying. I agree 100. percent I was gonna say, I was gonna say that Steve brings up a, a good point. You know, like I, you know, when I came down here to uh, North Carolina, some of the nicest people I met, I met a guy. Yanni, 20 seconds. You know, 20 seconds on this topic. We got to move on to another topic after this. Okay, yeah, I would just say most most of the nicest people I met were people with Confederate flags on their truck down here. I met a bunch of nice people. I've ate with them. I talked with them, and I never felt any racism put towards me. And it's kind of like the media is just spinning it to make them racist, but they turned out to be really nice people, I thought. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, I, I want to – we have a few minutes left. I want to I wanna... – uh, uh, get out some stuff that we haven't talked about. A um, couple things. Hey, we got a Associated Press update on the race. Do you guys want to hear an update real quick? Yes, give give us yeah. an update. I was just going to ask you about that. Connor Lamb, one thousand eleven. I mean, one hundred eleven thousand eight hundred seventy-five votes. Rick Sacone, one hundred eleven thousand twenty-eight votes. That's an eight hundred fifty vote difference. Ninety-nine percent of the vote. Associated Press. Announcing that uh, they will not declare a winner in the Pennsylvania race tonight. It's too close. Holy okay, shit. Okay, so there you have it. There you have it, folks. We, there will not be a declared winner. Uh, we will be doing a show tomorrow, but we do have a few topics left. I do want to mention real quick a couple things. Uh, Arkansas, is, the state of Arkansas, is putting God back into their schools, which I think is great. Putting God signs, very important. Um, a couple of things I want to mention as well. Um, Elon Musk uh, recently came out and agreed with President Trump on the tariffs. As we know, uh, Elon Musk uh, at times has been critical of Trump. Um, but uh, Elon Musk has uh, told critics that uh, this is a very good thing Trump is doing with tariffs. So that's, a, that's I, I like, I like, uh, I like Elon Musk's. Uh, mentality and persona towards this. Um, you know what's crazy is the NRA, which I think it's awesome. The NRA is now suing the state of Florida for violating the Second Amendment because the state of Florida, Good. as we all know, uh, try, is is raising the age to buy a gun to 21, which I don't agree with. I think it's stupid that they raise the age. It makes no sense. And we know Rick Scott's a rhino, a rhino over in Florida. Um, but the NRA is doing the right thing by suing. I mean, you can't violate somebody's Second Amendment rights. Absolutely. Absolutely doing the right thing. There's no, there's the just NRA, no, you the know. NRA gets... 
the NRA gets portrayed as, you know, these evil monsters. They have one purpose, and that yeah. purpose is to preserve freedom and preserve the Second Amendment. Any state that violates that, the NRA will come after, and that's, that's their job. That's why they have hundreds of millions of members. That's their purpose. And another thing, to bring God back in school, that's why our schools are so screwed up, because the left has removed God, and they have replaced it yep. with, with a left-wing, yep. communist, anti-American uh, message that is only focused on, you know, transgenderism and, and bathrooms yep. that, you know, transgenders okay. should use. You're right. You're that's absolutely that. right. We got, so, we, hey, we got two minutes. We got two minutes left. I want to play. Um, I want to just say um, a few more things. Um, uh, let's see, see here. Um, um, so I want to play this for you guys. This is it, Eminem out of Eminem out of control. Uh, you know, now it's trying to uh, uh, sing for the NRA. Listen to this real quick. Oh God! Rap God himself. Eminem, featuring Kaylani. Sometimes I don't know what this world comes to be blowing up. Home country is going nuts, and the NRA is NRA is responsible for this home production. They hold the strings to control the public. They threaten to take away donor box, so they know the government won't do nothing, and no one's punching gun owners, clutching their loaded weapons. They love their guns more than our children. I think another one is in it in our buildings. It will be. Noise, what, a, what, a, what a fucking clown. But we, got, we got 40 seconds left. We got 40 seconds left. I just want to say... Uh, anybody, everybody, I want to say thank you all. Hold on. Are you guys all there? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you guys, I want to say thank you for calling in. We're having, we had some connection issues with... Uh, different clips randomly coming on, but we got it fixed. But thank you all. I will have you guys back on tomorrow. I gotta go. And much love. Maga. Thank you, brother. America, great. Good night, everyone. And all my audience, let's go to the Donald J. Trump Store dot com. God bless. I'm Rory Sodder. Cheers.